This is not your century. This is Not Your Century, where we celebrate the news and the news media of centuries gone by. I'm King Kaufman. November 18, 1978. Representative Leo Ryan of San Mateo and four others are shot and killed on an airstrip near Jonestown, Guyana. Ten people are wounded, including Ryan's legal aide, Nancy Spear. By the end of the day, more than 900 people will be dead in the Jonestown Massacre. Ryan had led a delegation to Guyana to investigate a commune founded by a church called the People's Temple, which had moved to the jungle from San Francisco. There were allegations that the People's Temple was a cult and that its leader, Jim Jones, was physically and emotionally abusive to its members, who were mostly poor and black. Jones had moved the People's Temple to Guyana the year before after an article detailing his abuses had been published by Chronicle reporter Marshall Kilduff. Jim Jones had been a player in San Francisco politics. He talked about racial integration and salvation for the poor, and he could deliver a huge block of voters. When Kilduff published his investigation, some of the city's most powerful people defended Jones. Mayor George Moscone, Supervisor Harvey Milk, Assemblymember Willie Brown, Kilduff worked for the Chronicle, but his People's Temple piece ran in New West magazine. The Chronicle didn't want it. Ryan and his party were greeted in Jonestown with songs and happy stories by People's Temple members, but by the second day, dozens of residents had slipped word to the delegation that they wanted to be rescued. On the 18th, Ryan and the others left the compound to fly home and report on their findings. As they were boarding planes, Gunmen who'd been sent by Jones arrived in a truck and sprayed the airstrip with gunfire. Ryan, three journalists, and a temple defector were killed. Spear was shot five times. Back at the commune, Jones ordered his followers to commit suicide by drinking poison. Those who refused were shot. Jones was found dead with an apparently self-inflicted gunshot wound to the head. Jackie Spear recovered from her injuries and ran for the seat vacated by Ryan's death, but she lost. She later won election to the San Mateo County Board of Supervisors, then the Assembly, then the State Senate, before winning Ryan's old seat in Congress, which she's held since 2008. Last year, Chronicle reporter Kevin Fagan interviewed Jackie Spear about her experience in Guyana. It was part of the Chronicle's 40th anniversary coverage of the Jonestown tragedy, as well as the City Hall shootings 10 days later, when Dan White killed George Moscone and Harvey Milk. You can see and hear that coverage at sfchronicle.com slash darkdays. And we're going to do something a little different today on Not Your Century. We're going to hear part of Kevin Fagan's interview with Jackie Spear. They start by talking about what the delegation saw when they arrived in Jonestown. And once you got there, the the you were first greeted with you know happy songs and this this show. Did you how how quickly did it did it dawn on you that you were being snowed? We first got there, we were given a tour. You know, you, you're you're driving into the commune. And you're seeing all these crops growing on either side of you. Uh, you've got a viable community, pavilion, lots of cabins, a medical clinic, a day care center. And you can't not be impressed by how they had carved out a, a life for themselves there. 
And then we sat down at a picnic table and benches in the back of the pavilion and started interviewing young people mostly who had family members, parents typically, that were in Congressman Ryan's district who wanted to get letters to their children that hadn't been you know, rifled through or censored, uh, wanted to get a sense of the status of the health and well-being of their children. And so we started these interviews. And what was striking was how many of them said the same thing as mm -hmm. if scripted. What did you immediately make of that? Did you think it was just a church gone bad or was it an actual dead-on cult? Well, early on, it was unclear, except that there was clearly mind control going on. I mean, you just there was a roteness. And then shortly thereafter, God bless him, Don Harris, the NBC reporter, was walking around the pavilion smoking a cigarette, and he got slipped a note with the names of two people that wanted to leave. So at the end of the evening, he comes up to Congressman Ryan, myself, and hands us this note. And my heart just sunk. And I still get chills um, thinking about it. So then we knew. And then eventually... That our worst, worst nightmares were, were being realized. We had no idea how explosive it was going to become over the next... You know, eighteen hours, but um, we we knew that the you know the the charade was off. How many people actually wound up loading up into the tractor and the trucks and going out with you to the airfield? I can't give you an exact number, but there were twenty five. Mm. There were another forty mm. people. This gets lost in many discussions on. Uh, Jonestown. There were another 40 people that wanted to leave, but we only had, we had one plane and then we had to order another plane. So Congressman Ryan was actually staying behind and was going to escort the second airlift out of Jonestown. And then when you were on the airstrip, when the, uh, these guys showed up, were you surprised when gunmen pulled off the tractor and started shooting? So I was, my job at that point was placing people on the two planes. And at the time, I was coaxing this little Guyanese boy who had scampered onto the plane out of the plane because we needed every seat. And so my back was to the tractor trailer. I didn't see it come onto the airstrip. And I didn't see them jump off of the tractor trailer and start shooting. But, but I heard the noise and then people were running. And then I turned around and Congressman Ryan had been shot and I'm running after following him. And then he was shot a second time and fell. And, and I put myself under uh, another wheel of the plane. Mm -hmm. And that's when you got shot five times. So I'm lying there playing dead. And just, you know, what, what, what runs through your mind is I'm dying. And this kind of you're resigned to the fact. And I said the act of contrition. And then all of a sudden I was hit. And I was shot five times. Um, I looked down at the right side of my body because I was lying on my side with my, my face down. Um, and it was a gory sight. I mean, my right arm was blown up. There was a bone sticking out of it. 
my right leg was totally blown up. Um, and you're, yeah, I'm in shock. How did Jim Jones manage to control so many people? So my uh, armchair um, psychologist analysis would be that many of these people were attracted to the People's Temple because it was an opportunity to be part of a movement that was going to create a utopia where blacks and whites could live together, where there'd be harmony, where everyone would be for one. Um, and I think that's what attracted a lot of young people to it, mm. particularly uh, young white and black people. What attracted older people, more mature adults, and senior citizens was they had no one. They were lost. There were a lot of emotionally um, lost people that were attracted to the People's Temple because um, it was an immediate and instant family. It seems like you feel a responsibility to repeat it because you've told these stories many times. Uh, is there a difference in telling it today than there was 20, 30, 10 years ago? Well, now I tell it as a history lesson. <laughs> Back then, I was telling it as a contemporary set of circumstances. Um, the one thing I do notice with young people that when I go to speak to them, and I make a point of going to high schools in my district all the time, they kind of roll their eyes when I first start talking because I'm just another politician. But I come to life for them when I talk about Jonestown. And they begin to understand that there is more to life than what they might have expected. Because we all learn from the experiences of others. And mm -hmm. I think I have a responsibility to convey that. Jackie Spear, interviewed by Kevin Fagan of the San Francisco Chronicle in 2018, 40 years after the Jonestown Massacre. You can read Kevin's 40th anniversary story about Jonestown and the City Hall murders at sfchronicle.com slash darkdays. The story includes a two-part podcast, and that has interviews with Spear, with Marshall Kilduff, who broke the story and still works at the Chronicle, and with several surviving members of the People's Temple. sfchronicle.com slash darkdays. This has been Not Your Century, a production of the San Francisco Chronicle. Audrey Cooper, Editor-in-Chief. Get great journalism today at sfchronicle.com. I'm King Kaufman. Talk to me on Twitter at King underscore Kaufman. We now return you to your century.